What's up, everybody? Back for another episode of the PG Sports Podcast. Our special guest today is Alex Nemo. What did you do? What's going? You know, you in Florida, right? Different, different times we're in, but we're good, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. You're in Florida, right? Uh, yes, sir. Holding it down uh, in the ghetto of of the U.S. because that's that's how Florida looks when you're watching the news to everybody else. Yeah, so, so what, what's going yeah, so on what, in Florida? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I want to know. What's going on in Florida? You guys, you guys are half open. Hey, man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, Look, good. I don't care what's open. I don't care yeah. what's open. I'm chilling. I'm gonna stay in the crib, and I'm gonna uh, do what I do best. And I'm not worried. You know, I go out for the essentials. I come back. I yeah. have my mask. I got my mask over here somewhere. And then, yeah, that's it. But I ain't, uh, we ain't going out right now. I'll, I'll let the rest of Florida go out and then kind of explore. When I see, like, you know, people running back home because they sick, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a little of a test, too, just to see what people are going to do. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mother's Day is approaching and businesses are struggling. So I, I, I understand. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, let's just go right into it. So how how'd you start uh, Foolies? All right, cool. So <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, uh, my name is Alex Nemo Hans, um, uh, CEO of Foolies. Uh, Foolies is a uh, clothing company, t-shirt line more, more specifically, uh, where our goal is to focus on people who are uh, so crazy and so ambitious to live out their goals and dreams that they're called fools for doing so. Um, so we started this about nine years ago. Uh, it was with me and my brother of another mother and skin color. Um, and, um, you know, our thought process and our goal was, uh, I was a rapper at the time. So I was trying to, you know, uh, be the next big Sean or be the next Kanye or whatever the goal was back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying the, the idea was like, Hey, if we make a, a t-shirt line, that makes sense. If you're a rapper, you want to actually be having something that people can buy and gravitate towards. But we always thought what we were doing were foolish. We were college kids, right? Trying to build something dynamic. But it's like, y'all in college, right? Like, y'all need to be focusing on, like, you know, the higher education and getting out of here and getting a great job. But we were like, man, we have so many different ambitions that we want to chase after. So, you know, we just we just wanted to do this clothing thing because we were like, rappers have clothing lines. And I had to understand, too, you know, while researching how to build a fan base, they always said wrap your audience around an identity. So I was like, Foolies is perfect because Foolies are people who are like, I'm crazy to go after these dreams. And that's why I'm going after them because they're so wild and off the chain. So and that's kind of like the heart, you know, kind of how I kind of started things and got into the movement. Yeah, it's dope. Um, like, what was your, what was like your first t-shirt design? <laughs> uh, one, it was trash. <laughs> um, aren't, they, aren't they all the firsts, right? <laughs> Uh, we just ironed the word foolies, man, on a shirt, man. It was mm-hmm. uh, like one of those like laser inkjet printers yeah. um, from like Wally World or whatever. And uh, we got uh, like the printing paper. And so we like put the word foolies. It was like on, it almost looked like, um, like uh, Supreme, but it was ours it. was black, like the black bar and then foolies across it. There was no purpose of the font. Like we didn't, we wasn't really thinking through anything, but what we would do is I call it the Damon John effect. What we would do is we would get a shirt, put it on a homie, take a photo, have him take it off and then go put it on somebody yeah. else, take a photo, take it off. 
and we were trying to make the brand look bigger than what it was because we wanted people to buy it, but we just didn't know if they would. And when I would, you know, perform at shows, um, I opened up for Big Crate and Currency once, if people know who those guys are. And, um, you know, I wore the shirt, you know what I'm saying? So I would try to, like, maneuver it as much as I can and put it on homeboys and homegirls as much as I could. Gotcha. Your your first shirt sounds a little better than mine because mine was just literally I, – I, I made it in, like, paint. Like, and it was just – Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about – tell me a little bit. You said you started in 09, right? Yeah, about nine years ago. Um, yeah. What is it, 2020? 2011-ish, I guess, if we're doing math right. Um, 2010-ish, 2011-ish. Uh, so it was a different space. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit uh, about how has social media, like, changed and, like, impacted your brand? So if we're being honest, um, I actually did not like Instagram. I, I thought it was stupid. Um, I was like, man, like, what's the, what's the point? of like people posting their lives and like their food and what they're eating. Um, and my boy, um, one of my good friends of mine, uh, he decided to, he was like, I'm gonna make an Instagram account for you. You know what I'm saying? He's my boy of mine. And he was like, I'm gonna make an Instagram account for you. Uh, and when I say friend, I mean, he's like a brother to me. So he was like, I got you. And he started, you know, posting pictures to the page and like getting, you know, anytime somebody sent photos, I would send it to him and he would post it. And then one day I kind of sat down. I was like, what is this Instagram thing? So I sat down and I looked at the terrain, if you will, right? And just was like, what's going on here? And I was like, yo, this is a really big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you telling me everybody's in this spot and celebrities are here. And, like, I remember I was one of those first people who got on Twitter. And everybody was like, yo, Twitter is stupid. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. And I was like, hold on. Let me look at that same let me look at Instagram with the same eye that I looked at Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Because there could be something big here and I don't want to miss out on it. And so I just noticed and I was like, yeah, let me get that Instagram account up off you. <laughs> so I took it and I was like, yo, I already see what's about to happen here and we about to go off. Right. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. Everybody's accessible. Everybody's in this space. I can reach out to anybody. One of the first people who, who like first models who wore my shirt, she was this chick out of like India and I didn't even know she was from India. I just started looking up the hashtag fashionistas. And then as I saw it, this girl popped up and she was, you know, she was really dope at the time. Um, and she's still dope now. She probably doesn't even remember me, but she was still dope. And I, was, I DM'd her. I was like, Hey, I got this clothing brand. Um, one of our, 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 our uh, signature shirts said dream without limits on it. So I was like, Hey, I want to send this to you, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I told her, email me email me your address. And when she emailed me her address, like, I don't know if you guys have ever mailed to foreign people before, but like, there's a different setup of the address. It's like yeah. the address, the dot, and then it's like all these like numbers and like all this other stuff that goes along with it. And I was like, yo, this don't sound like the US. She was like, yeah, I'm in India. And I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And then that also was another wheel that said, yo, in one DM, I connected with somebody from a whole nother country um, because of a hashtag. And now I'm shipping my apparel off to somebody in India. Like, that's wild. And you know what? I'm in a good space, right? Like with this social media thing, I do not want to back down from it because if I could make that connection and this was like year one of Foolies, I'm like, oh, 
ah, man, I got I to gotta be able to see this through because I already know what's about to happen next. So that was kind of like one of those first movements made of like, yo, this social media thing, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I even had trouble sometimes sending it to a foreign country. Like looking it up, even like looking it up on Google, it's just like hard. To, yeah. I'm like, am I sure? Am I sure I'm writing this right? Right. And the crazy <laughs> thing is uh, tracking only works up until uh, it gets to customs. Yeah. After customs, you get no more tracking. So I was like, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? So like, I won't even know if this, uh, yeah. if this made it to them, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was really just a shot in the dark and it was amazing, man. She had a photographer. She went out and did some shoots uh, with herself, with some of her friends, like one of her friends. And she got it back to me. The pictures were amazing. And it was just like really cool. And it also started to show me too, like, huh, there's, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it, but at some point I have to introduce photography as far as like aesthetically pleasing shots uh, into the brand. Because when she started to do her thing and send me stuff, it did give me another tick and another just like love. And I was like, ah, okay. You're saying so photography matters, right? Your imaging matters, how you're Mm -hmm. setting up your shoots and those things matter. But, you know, I wouldn't really be able to dig in until years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel you on that. Um, what about like, I think I read something. There was like, I think it was like one t-shirt that um, like somebody wore. And then I think that was like one of your big, bigger things too. I'm not sure what, who it was. <clears throat> yeah. So let me make sure I'm reading it right. Cause I don't want to misquote <laughs> the shirt at all. Cause there's a lot of names on it. So uh, the shirt he's referencing, uh, we have a shirt that's called uh, the Be Inspired Tee. And mm-hmm. the Be Inspired Tee um, was a tee we made to honor dope black women in Hollywood. You know, that was our goal. Um, so, um, giving y'all the abbreviated, you know, storyline, um, uh, I didn't feel like black women <clears throat> were getting the love and attention that they deserve. And so I said, I really want to make something that honors them. I really want to make something that uplifts them, but I didn't know it was going to be a shirt. Um, at mm-hmm. the time I just, I started to create more content because I wanted to, me and my COO, we sat down and we said, are we willing to inspire people even when we're not selling t-shirts? Mm-hmm. And that was something that really hit us. And I said, you know what? I, it's bigger than just t-shirts. I really want to support people. I really want to lift people up there, regardless of if we're selling tees. So that's when we started getting into a more rhythmic flow of just making content, right? Just inspiration, then t-shirt, maybe a video, then t-shirt, and not just only t-shirts. So my original post, it was a graphic that said, um, it didn't have all the girls' names on it at first, but I'll just read all of the girls' names on the shirts. It said, be strong like Regina, be fierce like Taraji, write like Shonda, shine like Lupita, deliver like Uzo, uh, speak like Viola, A's like Angela, rule like Queen, walk like Carrie, lead like Ava. And if you're in the black community or a black and brown community, or you have any this idea of what's going on in that space, those black women in Hollywood are some of the most dynamic and prolific women. Not the not the only, but just definitely some pioneers in the young space, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to honor people who've lost, right? It's easy to honor an MLK or, you know, uh, a Rosa Parks or a Thurgood Marshall because, you know, they've already built that legacy. But I thought, what if we honored people who were walking legends, right? What if we honored people who are still here today, rocking, doing their thing and trying to put on for the community? And so <clears throat> we dropped that as a graphic <laughs> it wasn't a t-shirt ended up going viral this really dope lady named levia jai reached out to me and she said she's a, like a huge social media influencer 
So she reached out to me and she said, hey, you need to make this into a shirt. We got on Teespring <clears throat> and made it into a shirt. And <clears throat> um, I think, you know, we've sold maybe a, a, a couple hundreds of that shirt. Mm -hmm. And that shirt helped me make like 10K off of just that shirt alone. Um, yeah. And like just the energy that it brought in. Um, and that shirt helped me get in Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It. Uh, that shirt got me featured on Essence and on Network uh, during a really huge event called Black Women in Hollywood, which I didn't even know there was an event called Black Women in Hollywood until yeah. I dropped the shirt. And then the Essence team reached out to me. It was like, hey, we'd like to get a couple of those shirts to actually showcase at the event. And then they put them on these young girls who were singing at the final stage of the, of, of the event. These girls were all on stage with my apparel on. While that was dope, the big issue was my logo for that tee was on the back, yeah. right? So I was like, yo, they got my shirt on, but who knows, right? Like the logo's on the back. There's no way to identify that yeah. theme. But one of the young ladies on the shirt, her name is Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes writes for um, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, uh, and a lot of the a lot of the dope programming that we see that have you know strong black leads in them, and uh, she actually tweeted or you know how Instagram can go to Twitter, so she actually posted to Instagram and it yeah. went to Twitter that hey this is the guy who made the shirts and tagged me, and so literally man like I've never had my mentions so destroyed like the whole night like just bing bling 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 like just comments like where is this shirt i need it now take my money so it was a phenomenal experience um <clears throat> but it really showed me uh the importance of really focusing on your niche and focusing on your audience and not trying to um i get the want to appeal to everybody i think that's very heartwarming to want to appeal to everybody but you can't right when you're building your brand you do have to say this is for this person, right? Like this is for this demographic. This is for this audience. Um, because what that audience will do is they'll get it to the other audiences. So you're not alienating anyone. You're just kind of dialing in. So when I write content, when I make copy, you know, saying to be posted to my page, uh, when we're designing anything, I'm thinking of a young black woman between, you know, maybe 18 to 24, maybe 26 and you know she's a multimedia journalist she graduated from an hbcu she got her master's from a pwi which is a predominantly white institution and for those who don't know hbcu is a historically black college or university um you know she loves going to target uh you know uh, she's had you know a good home right both mom and dad uh so she's making this much like we have her broken down her name is michelle like so when i'm making content i'm thinking about michelle Right? I'm thinking about mm -hmm. that lady, right? I'm thinking about that girl who we're talking to with our brand. Now, because of what we do, it hits other people. So other people still get the impact, but we had to really focus on our niche and I had to really tie in my demographic. And then, you know, if you want to go look up what psychographics are, that's mm -hmm. another aspect of marketing that really allows you to hone in on who that person is, what that voice is, what that audience member is really saying. Yeah, definitely. What, and what year were, was that that you made that t-shirt? Or uh, that was, if I'm not mistaken, 2015, 2016, we ended up on Essence, 2017, okay. was 2017, no, it might have been 20, like somewhere around that 2015, 2016, okay. and, 20, and 2018 was when we got the Gary V feature, so I think it was 2017, 
was uh was it the essence or it is it, like it's between that like space of like 26 i got you all right what about did you get was there any like did you get any in any like legal trouble for like using the people's names or no um i didn't i i think um i think social media is just a very forgiving space you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i think social media is um they just like championing things right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. so you know, and that's I know sometimes it just gets like a little weird. Like sometimes it depends, but that's all yeah, I, had I think I think I think it all depends on your heart behind what you're doing, right? Some people mm -hmm. do things only to make money. Yeah. Um, but I think people who have followed my brand for the last, you know, nine years, and people who have known me for ten years or more, I think they've all seen me go hard for Black women or hard for the culture. I think they've seen me love on people, right? I've seen. I think they've seen me um you know i think they've seen me pray for them i think i think they've seen me you know help them in tough times they've helped me in tough times so i think there was a different relationship with like me and my social media you know kind of influence that was happening and the time that the shirt happened was at a very important time because it was when viola davis got i think her first emmy and regina king got her first emmy or a daytime emmy or whatever the case was and those two women or, or prior to we were going through like the oscars so wide and how like they're you know not giving you know african-americans just their props in this acting space and it dropped the morning after her big speech viola and regina's big speech and them winning their emmys um so timing is important right i think if that yeah. shirt would have dropped at any other time it wouldn't have made sense but with everything happening in the world and then it was i think how the internet took it was like yo finally these people are getting the props they deserve right like yeah. if i put if i make a shirt right now that says like lebron and jordan and that like those people have been getting their props yeah. right you're know saying like nobody's nobody's like yo i need a lebron shirt just to talk about how iconic he is those people have gotten the recognition but i was honoring people who got overlooked and mm -hmm. who got you know shafted several times and who weren't getting the best pay or who weren't getting the opportunities, right? So prayerfully, you know, saying, I don't know, you know, what God had in mind, but hopefully God almost even used that shirt as a means to be like, yo, these ladies are dynamic, right? And they're already killing the game. So hopefully that shirt kind of infused into the culture, you know, all the people who bought and kind of planted that seed, like, hey, we need to honor these people, you know, while they're still here. And, you know, those women on the shirt have still been doing nothing but killing the game since yeah. like they're even bigger and better than they were when i dropped that shirt so in my mind too my heart was i hope they see this right and some of them have right because if they're if they're if the some of the people on the shirt have posted it some people from other shirts and installments that we've done after it have asked for the shirt and said hey send our team some of these things so i think that moment of being honored when that audience of black women was constantly being overlooked was just super important so my question is, have uh, you got any of the shirts to the women that were actually on the shirt? <laughs> um, <laughs> the first shirt, not so much, but mm -hmm. we've had like second and third and fourth installments of the shirt. Yeah. We've had one or two people from different shirts um, reach out and connect with us and say, hey, send us some things or whatnot. So, you know, That's in those situations too, um, you know, they probably can't commit to wearing it per se because they probably got brand deals and endorsements and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I know that some of those women on different shirts reached out and said, Hey, I want this. 
uh, is really cool, or at least their agents or their team reach yeah. out and say, hey, we'd love to get this. Um, and then I've had some people who are really dope. Um, and what they've done is they've known, like, maybe one of those people were going to speak at an event that they happen to have it at, like, their high school, not high school, but their college or maybe in their city. And I've had friends and even just people who I've never met before. I've had friends on social media, and you know, friends, if you will, go to <laughs> events where you know those people are going to be at and take a picture with the person while they have on that shirt. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so, also yeah. super cool because that already told me they saw it, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. Probably, they're like, hey, look at the shirt. I have it on. And they saw it. Yeah. yeah. So that that is, is good enough for me. And I've actually had a situation where um, it was a small world. And one of my friends actually worked with one of the one of the girls that I put on a like a third or fourth installment of the shirt. Yeah. And um, it wasn't the the be strong like it wasn't one of those shirts with the labels and the list. But I've been in a situation where my homegirl was like, "Hey, I don't know if you know, but this girl has your shirt in her office, right?" So like those moments are cool for me, even if they're not wearing the product. The fact that they're there, they're in their labs, they've seen it. I've made posts, and some of the girls have commented in the comment section that are on the shirt. I was like, "Yo, that's fire!" You know, thank you. You know, what I'm saying I'm like cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. All right, well, then, but I gotta ask you though, who would you want to wear that's on the shirt? Like, who, which one? Like, out of all of them, you gotta pick one. Oh, man, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I've never been asked that. Um, that's what I'm here for. I need that exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never been asked that before. That is a really good question. Ooh, that's not fair though, because I feel like, I feel like if these girls see it, they're gonna be like, oh, so you ain't want me? You ain't want me on it. You ain't want. Nah, you just gotta drop one. You'll be like, "Well, what you call it is uh, that's who I really want." But I love to wear them all. Wear. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so this is what we'll do. I'll and I'll actually screen grab this moment while I'm saying it, and then for you, for a quick don't second, worry. turn off uh, the comments. Don't worry. I want to be able to... Yeah, I want to be able uh, to yeah, like, well... say it, and if I if I end up chopping this up later, I want to be able to chop it up. Um, if not, then no worries. Um, I think if I had to have someone on this shirt, man, um, or have it wear the shirt, I think it would be Ava, Ava DuVernay. Um, Ava DuVernay is an amazing woman. A, like, like, I, I can't explain, like, her, her just, like, the God in her, you know what I'm saying? Like, that I see and feel from her and the energy she emits to the world. Uh, but she is um, really, in, I don't want to say up and coming. She's a director. Um, she uh, directed, um, hold on, Selma. Uh, she directed uh, the Netflix special about the men who were incarcerated, who got locked up. Um, mm -hmm. Central Five, I believe the name was a documentary. Um, she also did the documentary 13th, which talks about, like, you know, what was going on with the 13th Amendment and all stuff. Um, and she's just a dynamic woman, man. Beautiful. She has locks in her hair. Like, if you saw her, she's just absolutely gorgeous. I actually have... Uh, let's see. Hold on. Um, her pop doll is here somewhere. Oh, no. Where is it? I have too many pop dolls. She got her own? Yeah. That's her pop doll. Is that is that custom? Uh no, nah, this is hers. Oh, all right. 
Yeah, yeah you gotta tell me about those because I always see those. I just don't. I just don't. What's yeah, the what's, they're, the, they're, what's they're, the hype around they're, them? They're, they're figurines or whatever. They're like bobbleheads, like back in the night. Are they limited though? Like they come out and they're only like a certain amount. Of um, some of them may be. Like this, this might be a limited one. Um, yeah. but like, like this woman is just iconic, man. And like, if anybody could wear the shirt, um, I would really want her to. I've actually like sent it to like wherever her studio is. It just kind of mm. crossed my fingers, but you know, it's whatever. But yeah, man, she's a she's a beast. And and the cool thing about Ava, man, she became a director in her late thirties. She had never directed before. She had never, like, she didn't go to film school, right? She wasn't in the film industry, per se. She was in the PR industry. And, you know, she just had a passion to want to um, make stories and make films that weren't being seen, right? And, and give people audiences, um, give audiences a hero that they didn't know they needed. And so she kind of came in and, like, really started, like, knocking on doors heavy and really said, you know what, I'm going to take a leap with less money, less opportunities, you know, less everything. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make films that honor black women, that honor black men, that honor their stories, that honor who, who they are, what we are, our, 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 our issues we've been through, the, the, the fights we fought, right? And that's so important to her. And she did it at 31. And those kind of stories inspire me, man, because even still, she got, you know, um, uh, I believe she's been nominated for a Golden Globes and like all kinds of stuff that has happened to her in her late 30s. Because a lot of times we think that when we hit our 30s or that we get to a point in our life where we're like, I can't do that anymore. And that's not possible. And, yeah. you know, she's been a big advocate for really putting women of color on. Um, she also directs... Um, Gosh, the show is some of my mind. Um, I'm going to Google it because we have Google. Uh, there's a show she directs. And she wanted to make sure that the cast was, like, all women or at least, like, black and brown women or women of just, like, you know, LGBTQ the whole nine. Um, so I just call it. It's not. Is it? Is it Queen Sugar? Um, so, you know, she... She just was like, look, I'm going to hire women, right? I'm going to put black women in the room. I'm going to put women in the room. I'm going to put women in writer roles, director roles. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just things that she's done, and she's done it unapologetically. And she, you know, when the Colin Kaepernick situation was going on, she was standing up for him. Like, there's just things that this woman does, and she's true to her guns, and she's never, ever, ever, ever afraid from that. Not to say the other women haven't. Um, but... Ava is the last person on the shirt. It ends with lead like Ava. And um, there's just this leadership in her and there's just something about her that's so dynamic and so powerful. So if I had to get anybody the shirt, um, it would definitely be, you know, Ava DuVernay for sure. That's a good question though. Well, I, I think uh, I think it'll happen now because I'm going to, I'll clip that. I'll clip that for you because I save all these and put them up on YouTube and stuff. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so tell me um, how the Gary V, uh, how did that, how the book, how did, yeah, how did they reach out to you first and like, yeah, and like how'd you get into the book? Cool. So there was a season where I was just binging Gary's content from like, so it's funny, one of my homeboys, I was asking him about branding and marketing tips and all that stuff. He said, hey, do me a favor. I was like, what's up? He said, there's this guy named Gary, like when I saw the name, I was like, like what is that 
like Vanderch like okay whatever so he's like hey there's this guy he has a show called Ask Gary Vee. go to episode one and don't stop watching that's what he told me so I was like okay you know I, I trust my boy he's not gonna steer me wrong so I said all right episode one and when I saw this guy I'm like this brother's loud <laughs> this brother's in your face you know what I'm saying like he's cursing him like when I saw it I was like yo I don't know who this guy is, but he's going to be a problem, right? Because this is like, this is like, this is unfiltered entrepreneurship, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. This is not how entrepreneurs normally get down. He's in t-shirts. He's just doing something different. So I started watching one, two, three. And I, I, I was picking up what he was playing now. Four, five, six. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm watching speeches from him. And I'm watching other things from him. And you know how we all kind of fall into the Gary Vee like trap and you start just going through it yeah. all. But there was one video, because I was binging them all. I remember when he started Daily V, I was like, ooh, I was like, this Daily V, this is going to be a problem. Like, I knew that from episode one, because I was literally yeah. there watching all the episodes, and I caught up to the point where he was like, you know what? I'm going to do a Daily V. You know how he gets in his yeah. bag. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to start showing people the behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he started kind of yeah. getting into that bag. And I was like, oh, if he does this, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so he started Daily V and literally, boom, like, people are like, oh, so this guy is working, right? Because with Ask Gary V, it was dope, but I think what people didn't understand was how he got here and how much work yeah. he was doing. But there was a there was an Ask Gary V where he said, hey, guys, I have a book called Crushing. Crush it. And I read that book. I read that book in my library at my um, school um, that, I worked, that I work at. And so he's in the book Crush It. A lot of the things I read was like, yo, this is me. This is me. Mm -hmm. Like I've always thought about giving to others. I always thought about how we need to like be doing things from the heart and changing the world. Like I've always had these big, crazy dreams, right? Being a foolie, right? Being foolish enough to do this thing. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this book sounds like I wrote it, right? This book sounds like me. It's like, finally somebody gets me. So then I saw his video that said, hey, if you read my book, crush it and it's impacted you in any way let me know send me an email if we like what we read we will put you in our new book called crushing it so that was i read his book and then after after i started being genuine to me and authentic to myself as i knew i should have been that's when the, that's when the essence and own network features came and that's when everything started taking off for me because that book helped me confirm what i already knew so after I read that book, I was like, it's go time, right? I was like, now that I have a book that confirms that I'm not crazy, it's time to really get in my back. It's time to really go, you know, get in that flow state, right? You know, we're talking Kobe dropping 80, right? I need to be in that space, right? You know what I'm saying? So I got into that bag and I said, okay, everything started taking off because I started trusting myself, trusting my gut, trusting who I am, trusting my purpose. And then I sent the email, I was like, yo, Gary, uh, my name's Nemo, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I think I was like one of the 48 or 49. I think he says going for 49 people in the book. And I was like, here's what happened since I read your book. I made a shirt. That shirt took off. Now I'm on Essence and on Network. You know, I got featured, right, on, that, on their big platform. And all these things have been happening post reading your book. And, you know, I, I would just love to be in there. I'd love to be a part of it in my book. Um... In my book, Fully's Approved, um, mm -hmm. I actually, 
I actually like screenshotted the actual like email that I wrote to them that got me featured um, inside the book. Yeah, that's um, so uh, then, you know, it was a minute. It was a minute. And then their team reached out to me later and was like, hey, you know, I think I think we have something here. I think you want to um, think we want to interview. They said, is it OK? And I want the audience to really tune into this. They said, is it OK if we interview you June 28th? I think it was like of 2016-ish. Yeah, 2016-2017. I was like, perfect. June 28th is my birthday. Right? So I said, oh, this is, this is definitely G-O-D. Like, you want to interview me on my birthday. When Gary V's team was interviewing me, I was hopping off of a plane, and I was in New Orleans. I had my friends fund a trip to New Orleans because I wanted to go to Essence Fest. Essence Fest is like the hugest event Essence puts on. And it was my 30th birthday. And I wanted to just go to Essence Fest to try to meet some of the writers and people on the Essence team that actually was a part of featuring me on Black Women in Hollywood. Like, I really just wanted to go there and thank them. Bruh, I went there with no money, mm -hmm. no place to stay, nothing. My boy and my homies on like, cause on my birthday, I usually ask for a dollar. I've been doing it for years. Um, and my homies funded the trip. And then when I got to, uh, when I got to New Orleans, I'm, I'm an alpha. So I'm, I'm in a black Greek letter organization for those who don't know. So Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So I ended up making some calls and found out a frat brother was like, oh, you could crash with me. So I was like, whoo, thank God. Cause I, look, I was in a, when Gary V's team was interviewing me, I was standing in a hostel because I was like, I got to check in somewhere for the night. So like, I'm going to go stay in a hostel. I'm going to figure this out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a couple dollars left. I'm going to see what this hostel talking about. If I can negotiate, maybe like staying for half the price or something. Because I don't know if you guys been in a hostel. It's kind of weird and earthy and like different. So I would have probably been in a room with like four or five people or something. Um, but I was willing to do whatever it takes because I knew I wanted to be talking to whoever ran Essence or whatever was going on. Um, but luckily, somebody came through. I crashed with them. And where I crashed with them, they were like eight minutes away driving-wise from the place where Essence Fest was happening. And then when I got to Essence Fest, I was talking to a couple people. And this one girl threw me a badge and was like, hey, I know it's your 30th birthday. Happy birthday. And I was like, oh, snap. So like, I had access to not get into everywhere, but I had access more than normal to get into yeah. spaces I wasn't supposed to be in. And then I had my camera. It was my first time I had my digital camera, my DSLR, my Sony. Shout out to Sony, best camera ever, whatever, right? Um, um, so I, I was acting like photography for the day. So at, at the end of every event, I would go to the front of the room and say, all right, guys, group photo. All right, everybody get in now, act real official. <laughs> I was at real official and tell everybody to get in and take a photo. It was crazy, bro. I was flexing that whole weekend. But I used it to get into certain rooms and certain environments. And I kept acting as the photographer. You know, I was like, hey, I just want to take a couple photos, grab some content. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I was flexing hard body. But that interview with their team, I was pouring my heart out. I was like, yo, I got to get featured. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I was being honest and genuine. I wasn't lying, but I was just like, let me give them my heart and soul on this call because 
I want them to like the fact that they're going to feature me, right? I want them to have that energy, like, yo, this is a good feature. Not like, eh, I mean, I guess your story is okay, but mm, not not that moving, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to tell them, like, right now, I am standing in New Orleans in a hostel talking to you on this call. Like, it was just this epic situation. And um, in the book, page 54 of Gary V's Crushing It, you'll see they talk about Essence and he was da da da. Like, they go through the whole nine. Um, and you know, it was powerful, man. Like 2017 was when they, I think 20, like it was either 2016 or 2017 ish, the interview happened. And then the book didn't drop till like the next year. So I mean, to be honest, like they could have took my part out, right? Like that's a possibility, <laughs> right? Hey man, sorry, um, you didn't make it, right? We had better stories, something happened. One of the writers goofed, but I got a, a DM from, I guess Gary sent the book out in advance to a whole bunch of different people to read. And I got a DM from a guy, I forgot the guy's name, but he was like, hey man, um, and he sent me a screenshot. He's like, I read about you, bro. And like your story is like incredible guy. Like, good luck to you, man. Like, keep crushing yeah. it. You understand? And I was like, ooh, your boy got the feature. Cause I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know if I got in or not, right? Even if the interview went well, it could have, it could have, it could have been like, no, nah, we good. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know who else emailed Gary and said, I want to be in the book. Um, so God is great, man. That like that opportunity opened up and it just, it just changed, you know, just my movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, in some cases too, I, I, after that season, I did consume Gary a little less because I said, okay, cool. I'm in his book. Now I really need to go to work. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't be now featured in his book and I'm kind of still moving the same way and still kind of mm -hmm. like almost slowing down. So I was like, I gotta hit the paint even harder, right? Like this is my first time I've been able to like ball out in public. Outside of the essence stuff, the essence stuff is great. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. What's next? And boom, the Gary V thing happened. And then this past February, I just got my first um TV, like, like actual television feature, right? So I'm like, boom, boom, boom. You know, like everything, every, every year, something crazy happens despite this run, right? Every year, something crazy happens. And I'm like, all right, God, like, I see what you're doing. You're just saying, be consistent, right? Trust me, right? Leave it in my hands. Because if you, if you, you know, as far as like, you know, if we're talking sports, you know, to go with your platform, if God is my coach, right? I need to trust him that he's making the right movements and telling me what to do as, you know, the QB to go out and execute, right? For me to get my, my Brady on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like he needs to be able to know that I need to be able to trust my coach. And if my coach is saying, hey, do this, this, and this, or look, just get out there and do your best. And that's all I'm asking for. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know my steps are going to be moved in the way that they should. So every year something dynamic happens for the brand. And I and I've said this over and over. You're know, saying back when Foolies was just, you know, a T-shirt, dirty T-shirt being ironed on. I was like, we're going to be a big deal, right? And nobody saw it. I had people clown me. Don't start no T-shirt company. Everybody has a T-shirt company. Nowadays, like people don't even know I'm moving in ways now, like where other people are hiring me to help them get their brand popping, or mm -hmm. to help them keep their brand on top because they've seen what I've been able to do with my brand, which is phenomenal. So I'm thankful to God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will not take any of this credit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm cool, but this ain't me per se. That's why at the end of all of my videos, if you ever see anything I do, I say it ain't about me, it's about G-O-D. Cause I know, who, I know who got me, 
but like it's just it just this is how you got to think and how you got to move that's why we love these athletes that's why we love these dynamic people that's why we love the oprah that's why we love all these you know really high figures is because they're relentless right they're relentless for their goals they're relentless for their dreams everybody could tell them it's not gonna happen and they still think in their mind nah you wrong it will and they become the best and we see it over and over and over and over we always underestimate the underdog and then the underdog ends up being the one that sweeps everybody it happens like this happens in sports this happens in history this happens in politics like every time we sleep on somebody we get corrected yeah. <laughs> so look as long as your grind is relentless and as long as you're focused on what you need to be focused on it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down you're saying like i don't want to be cliche and say you'll get back up but that is real life though like the reason yeah. why cliches people hate cliches is because one cliches are true and cliches are powerful and three cliches are simple right so if i say if you if you get knocked down you'll get back up it is literal Right. If you knock me down right now, I can actually get physically back up. And but sometimes people don't want those people don't want the gems to be that easy. They're looking for the five steps to success, the 20 reasons. No, 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 no. If you stay focused, nothing will stop you. But it has to be relentless. You gotta be willing to learn. You gotta be coachable. You gotta be humble. You gotta be willing to like eat, not saying eat dirt and be on some Gary V swag, but you gotta be ready to like live with 80 of your friends in the crib right or you got to be ready to live in a four bedroom apartment and not be able to ball out and have your own crib like you can't buy jays right now right you got to hold off on that shoe fetish like you or you got to put money away to make sure that if you have that shoe fetish that that's the only expense that you're paying for like things got to be sacrificed people got to go things got to be rearranged that's that's how the greats become great and it sucks it's not fun but I can't get abs if I'm only working out 10 minutes of abs a day. It's not going to happen, right? It's my diet. It's my mentality. It's my habits, right? I got to ignore that pizza. I got to ignore that moment to skip the gym and get back to it. Kobe practiced three times a day, two times a day. Like, why? Right? And we saw what happened with his efforts, right? He wanted to make sure I was twice and three times as ready as my opponents. Right, while they, my opponents practice once a day, I'm gonna practice twice. Like, bro, you crazy. Like, I remember watching an interview where this guy, I forgot who he played, that this guy was in an interview and he was like, he was leaving the court after he was like, I guess they're about to play Kobe's, uh, the Lakers the next day, I forgot what team it was. I think it might've been the Trailblazers. And he said he still heard the ball bouncing around after he left the showers. So he like, he heard it, he went out to the court and he saw it was Kobe. So he actually went in the bleachers and sat down and watched. And he's like, Kobe practiced for like another three hours, right? And I guess the next game, Kobe put up like 50 or something crazy. Yeah. And he went up to Kobe and was like, yo, what's up? Like, why, why were you practicing so hard yesterday? And he was like, oh, because I saw you walk in the gym. <laughs> like, that's it, bruh. Yeah. Kobe was like, I saw you. So mentally, I'm going to practice another two, three hours just to show you you're not on my level mentally, right? And like, who knows how that impacted my dude during the game where he's probably like, dang it, Kobe was in the gym three hours. Like, I'm watching him. Look, man, you got you got to have a different mentality if you're going after business, you know, your career, right? You could be in corporate America. If you apply the same focus-driven, like, mentality to your to your life, you can't lose. 
You can't. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So yeah, being in the book, like who, like who were some cool people that reached out to you? Um, I know that's actually how I found out about you, and that's how yeah. I was connected. So there's one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your boy Paul. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you had some dope people reach out to. You. Uh yeah, man. Um, I got a homie on here, man. Um, uh, his brand is called Be Limitless today. Um, mm -hmm. and his name is Jarvis Cobb. I mean, he, he's not a celebrity yet, or he's not like mm -hmm. a, a like a, a a big guy yet. But you know, really dynamic dude, man. You know, what I'm saying I love the guy. We've never met, but you know, we've gotten on phone calls together and really chopped it up and just talked life. You know, what I'm saying and you know, prayed for each other and. You know, it's been moments like that, man. I've had people just, you know, it hasn't been like celebs per se. Um, but yeah, I've, I've made some, you know, cool friendships. I think uh, me and Jarvis, um, we're probably one of the few friendships that's continued. Because some people reached out to me in the height of it and was like super excited and they faded away. This is okay, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people who follow Gary, I can't control who they are at their heart. So I've had people like, you all you do is talk about black people all the time. I'm out of here. I'm like, all right, bro, peace. Like, it is what it is, bro. This is my brand. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean I hate anybody, but I know my demographic. I know my audience. You know what I'm saying? So I focus on who I focus on. Um, you know, but that was their personal thing. But for me, man, I mean, yeah, man, it's been, you know, people like yourself, people like Jarvis. Um, you know, there's a lot of just like, smaller moments you know saying that has happened and really man like what's been cool man my audience and my friends and the people i love man they've they've wrapped their arms around me and they're so proud of me and you know they've you know bought the book and like uh like highlighted my page and tagged me on instagram or tagged me on facebook so to be honest man like i'm just happy that my friends are seeing that like my growth from 2011 putting shirts on people's backs and taking it off to now being on own in essence. And then now being like, if you Google me now, like I got features in Inc. I got features in Business Insider. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my own book now. Like I just love the fact that my my friends who love me and who watch me for years, you know what I'm saying, have seen this growth in me as a man, not just as like a brand, but as a man. You know, they've seen this growth in me and they've invested in me, right? I've had homies that's like, Hey, bro, here you go. And threw me a couple of hundreds. I believe in what you're doing. Go mm -hmm. do something with that, right? And I think, you know, I, I have to be, you know, saying forever grateful, forever indebted, you know, saying to people who have just supported and wrapped their arms around me, no matter, you know, if I was winning or not, right? And people still are like, hey, man, I bought some shirts or, hey, I bought something for my homie or, hey, man, like all my homies that have been reading my book and tagging me, like that's been beautiful man to have people like yo i love it i've had homies call me out too hey man that book had them typos in there but hey man you know <laughs> and that's cool i love that right you're know saying you got to be in a space where you can be called out right so that you can step your game up um but you know uh there's a really dope lady her name is daniel leslie and she's someone i've worked with um definitely go look up her brand um because she's a phenomenal black woman young young millionaire a few times over she's a game changer and, um, you know, she has a, a quote that other people have, I'm sure, said or whatever, but she always says, done is better than perfect. And I believe that wholeheartedly because we get so caught up on perfection and things being right and all the ducks being in a row. Like, forget all those silly analogies, right? Like, done is better than perfect. My book is not perfect, but it's done. 
I almost didn't drop the book, but I, I almost, <clears throat> I was driving <clears throat> to church because uh, I work in production and um, my brakes went out and I almost went into traffic. Luckily I didn't. And I was going to wait till March to drop my book, but I said, you know, God wants me to move and drop this book in January. So I switched the date from March to January. It was like right in the new year season. So I almost was like, you know, I was like, man, if I would have died, right? <clears throat> Knocking on wood, you know, whatever. So I would have died. And somebody would ask, hey, why didn't Nemo put out his book? Oh, because he didn't have page numbers in there. Because it had a couple typos. And it's like, yeah. what? You're saying that would sound so crazy to think, like, you didn't put out your book because you didn't have page numbers? And a couple typos? You tripping, bro. You tripping. So I dropped the book in January. Now think about this, man, how, how you know, I don't know if y'all believe in God or not. I'm going to tell you what I believe in. I believe in God, right? So the book drops January. In March, we locked down. If the book's looking good right now. If I would have dropped that book in March, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Right? Like, it went, the book wouldn't have sold. Not because the book isn't good, not because there aren't gems in there, but people got different things they got to worry about right now. Yeah. They don't have time to think about my book. They got to think about their family. They got to think about their friends. They got to think about their loved ones. They got to go fly to maybe go back home. There's a lot going on. So my book happened when it should happen, right? And a lot of us are holding on to things and we need to release it now. We need to actually drop it today because the more we hold, like this book, like I've had friends call me and say, hey man, I'm starting to write my book. I had a homegirl finish her book. I had another homeboy finish his book. He said, my book's been done. But he saw the fact that I finished mine. His name's Vernon. I love him. That's my brother. We talk like every day. He's like, bro, I got to drop my book now. And his book is dropping soon. I already purchased. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, look, we got to let our gifts fly. Because if we don't, we're impacting other people, man. We're, we're literally in a line. I said this on my um, Foolish Fridays episodes. Go on YouTube. Check that out. I said it on Foolish Fridays. We're in a line. And in the front of the line is me or you. And, and we have to go live out our dream. But to live out our dream, that means we have to jump off a cliff, like a physical cliff. But if we don't jump, we're going to hold up the rest of the line, right? And if you ever look up this image, it's kind of cool because some people might have fell. But then there's another, in the same picture, you see people with, like, they jumped, but then they kind of come up with, like, these hang gliders. So there's people, like, flying and soaring because this is what happened when they took the leap, right? They didn't end up falling. They ended up soaring. So a lot of times we think because we take a leap that we're going to lose. No, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like your leap could lead to you winning and impacting others, right? Two other people, we're not talking about the world. Two of my close friends are now, one has her book out. The other homie is pre-ordering his book right now. People are buying it. That's people in my circle that I needed to touch. So if we realize there's people in our circle, right? Don't think about the world and impact the millions. That's silly. Impact millions if you can, of course. And I'll never say don't do that. But what about the people right next to us, right? What about the people that are in our circles that we could be pushing and motivating to be better? That's where mm -hmm. the gems are at. Forget all this other stuff and trying to be famous and social media influencers. Am I holding my homies down? Because if my homies ain't, if, if I'm not inspiring my homies to make new moves or changes in their life, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. At least that's how I operate. Yeah. Now, I definitely feel you on that uh, woman's quote. Where, where I forgot exactly what it was, but yeah, you definitely got to put it out there, like you said, like, because even I do it sometimes, and I think it was either this year or last year, and I was just like, 
sometimes I like save stuff to put out like posts on social media just because I didn't want to put so much dope yeah. stuff in one day. But I, now yeah. I'm just like, yo, screw it. Like I'm just putting it out because I either I no, forget or like something happens. So, um, the, the worst you know, that can happen is nobody checks it out. Who cares? Keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> what um what's what's uh what's the future hold for uh foolies? Like what do you uh, want to do with future- um, you know, in, in the in the future, I hope and pray. Um, I I want to fund black films one day. That's the goal. That's okay. like one of the end all be alls. I guess my own version of Tyler Perry, if you will. Maybe not the huge studio, but but you know what? I'll speak the huge studio into my life because I need to be careful with my words, right? You so go. you know, me, I want to be able to fund black films. Um, I won't be necessarily on the writing side or anything. Um. Yeah. I want to be able to, like, if, if if Ava DuVernay comes to me, right, or, you know, even a homie that maybe it'd be a young director, a young director woman, you know what I'm saying? Especially, especially if it's a black woman with a dope script and I could be like, hey, and she comes to me and she's like, I got this, like, Star Wars, black sci-fi joint I'm trying to do. I'm like, yo, let's run it. Uh, you know, how does a quarter million sound, right? Like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to be able to be in that bag where I can say, is a quarter million too too little? All right, we'll we'll triple that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like and be able to yeah. to green light, you know what I'm saying, films because Hollywood always looks at things as is it green enough, right? Meaning is the dollar right. And so I wanna be able to to fund black films. And please believe when I'm funding these black films, they will be in my shirts. <laughs> Unless there it's like go. a Star Wars kind of movie, right? Yeah. It don't make no sense to have on a foolish shirt, no Star Wars film. Uh but yeah. if it's like a regular everyday, you know, living life yeah. You'll see. I won't. I won't have to. I won't have to reach out to anybody anymore and say, "Please feature me." I will fund the films, and then I will put my shirts where they need to be. <laughs> there, there, there you go. So yeah, I asked you a bunch of questions. Um, you got any questions for me? Uh, for you, man. Um, you know, uh, you know, people may not like know you, know you per se, but just like. You know how do you keep pushing? Because you're you you know you're not like, at least from what I've seen on, and through your personal page, you know, saying like you're not you, you don't you, you so I guess you're, I don't want to call you like disabled, but you're you're not in the ability to just move like the rest of us humans can yeah. just move. That's not you know saying that's not what you've been dealt. And so for you to you know not have you know the normal capabilities like most people. You know, why would you even start a brand or to inspire people? Because you could say, look, man, I'm, I got enough issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I don't need to be in anybody's way. I need to actually stay quiet and stay to yeah. myself. But what makes you say, you know what, despite my, uh, you know, my, my new ability, I don't want to call it a disability, but despite my new ability, I'm going to still keep pushing for this anyways. Why? Um, well, actually, it's kind of funny now because I was just kind of talking about it the other day and just um, like now during the pan- like I don't drive or anything. So now during this, this pandemic, it's like it's not that unnormal to me because obviously, I mean, I go out and stuff, but like being home and working from home, that's like my normal stuff because yeah. I, I do everything like from home. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just made PG Sports just to I started while I was in college just to so I had something while like after I graduated instead of starting like, you know, after graduation. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I mean, everything, I mean, I wanted, I always wanted to be a sports agent. So that's what I'm still working towards now. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, pretty much everything happened without like planning it out almost like, obviously like the t-shirt just happened. And from there I'm doing media stuff. Now I'm doing like interviews like this cause of Corona basically. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it just keeps, I don't know. I mean, it just pretty much everything just happens. 
Like I'm not really. Yeah, like, I mean, I, but like I, I said, I you you, yeah. you could you could say no. I don't want to do this. I have other issues. Yeah. Right. I got bigger things I got to worry about. I don't need to be like on social media giving y'all content, pushing this brand. Because yeah. I'm not living. You're not living a normal life like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, granted, it's your normal, right? But yeah. you know, you could have turned that into like a you know, woe is me. I hate the world. But you didn't. You know why? Or what kind of kids? Uh -huh. you I don't know. Uh, I don't know because so I mean I guess it's probably because I haven't been in a wheelchair all my life. Okay. So it's kind of like I live both lives. Does that make sense? Mm. So uh, it's like I know I know both sides of the story almost. So it's like mm. that's why it's like like you said it's my normal. So it's like I don't know any better. I understand. So I don't I know. I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> that answer your question. I mean, hey, sort of. <laughs> Like you said, for you is is you just keep going. You you know yeah. you're supposed to be going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I definitely pray that, you know, I definitely pray that you do become, you know, saying that sports agent and you know, I'm not not to, not that I'm inspiring you per se, but you know, I would say that if you know starting Monday, you start, you know, start DMing some people and be like, Hey man, I wanna manage you, right? Like might as well go into high gear, you know what I'm saying? Like if that's the yeah. goal, hey, you know. Let me start. I'm. A, I need to find one person I can manage this week, and then if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, but like, I need to get this started, right? Because you might have a bigger gift to really help these athletes, not just be great athletes, but to be able to go beyond athletics, right? Because I think at the end of athletics is really when your athletic career begins, in my opinion. Um. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, then I mean, when it's all over, you mean? Like yeah, their career, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's entrepreneurship you can go to into yeah. and speaking and all so, yeah, that stuff. A yeah. lot of athletes, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm basically already don't know what to do like after that, they. Too. Yeah, sorry about that. I was just saying a lot of athletes don't mm -hmm. know what to do after they're done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm actually doing a lot of sports marketing uh, right now. It's just, um, but like the agent thing is my super goal. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, we got 40 seconds, so I appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, because I, I just the thing just popped up in my thing and it's like countdown. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be in contact and uh, good luck with everything. And hopefully, hey, man, all this up, soon. reach out to me for whatever, bro. All right. Peace. All right, I'll see you.